Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Thanks for joining us on Racing Nation now with thanks to South East Queensland Virtual Assistance. Let's have a look at this meeting from Flemington with the punting baron. He joins me now, Shane Matthews. How are you? Very good, James. How are you, mate? Yes, very well. We're back to headquarters, back to Flemington. Is this the first time since the big week? Since Cat Week, uh, first yeah. time back at Flemington. So they generally have a few more meetings over the summer months, uh, but only the one, I think, this year leading into Christmas, and then they've got the big meeting on New Year's Day, but it's been a program on Saturday that's been well supported by uh, the participants. It's actually a really good off-season program. Uh, I thought we've, you know, we... We kind of weren't too keen on packing them the other week. It worked out all right. Uh, Sandown looked a bit ho-hum last week. Uh, we had a bit of bad luck with, uh, in particular, all school Kettle Hill, who probably should have won by a furlong. Uh, <laughs> I think it ran fierce somehow. Still should have won by a furlong. Um, but uh, we get back to Flemington on Saturday, and, uh, yeah, this is a really good meeting. Uh, it's just real depth to the program, really even program across the board. Uh, plenty of interest in... Most races and some really decent horses for this time of year. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to getting back to Flemington and uh, a good day of racing on Saturday. Quite keen to have a bet on mm. Saturday. It looks a good meeting. Rails in the true, uh, weather-wise, track-wise, what, what's your assessment, thoughts? Well, the weather, I mean, if they call this summer, uh, <laughs> is just... Genuinely putrid at the moment. It is freezing. Uh, I think last year I was up on the Gold Coast for about a month over Christmas and I was getting messy. And it was quite wet up there, actually, when I was up there. It rained right. a bit. Um, I was getting messages from mates in Melbourne going, Mate, it's glorious here. It's about 25 to 30 degrees and sunny every day. They, for pretty much a month straight, well, Earth is hit because I'm in Melbourne this Christmas and it's bloody snowing at the snowfields and it almost feels like it's going to snow in Port Arlington. So, um, look, it feels like it's been constantly raining, but the track's only a soft five, and it looks as if we've seen the worst of the weather as we talk on Thursday morning. There's a, a bit of rain forecast on Thursday, but from Friday onwards, we've got a bit of a dry spell. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got to a good four come race day, rail through Flemington. I think we've waxed lyrics about this uh, Plenty of times in uh, recent podcasts that it's the best track in Australia. I think you'll see every horse get their chance on the big track. And uh, after you know, about a six-week break since the Melbourne Cup Carnival, it should be in perfect condition. All right, well, let's see if we can find a few winners on the program. You can subscribe. You can get all of the Baron's thoughts at puntingbaron.com.au. We'll tell you all about how you can subscribe at the end of this segment. We pick out a few of the races here that you're keen to talk about on the podcast each week. So we're going to look at races 2, 6, 8 and 9. So we'll go in race book order. The second is the GH Mum. That's a benchmark 70 over the 1,100 metres for the Phillies and Mares. Yeah, uh, Peter Moody's a very interesting case study in this meeting because the stable's going quite well and he's settling up quite a few runners here on Saturday and... Quite a few of them are short in the market. Uh, it, and there's a couple that are probably warrant being that short. And there's a couple that I think we can probably maybe get a result taking on. And the first one of those is the horse in this race, which has come up favourite in number seven, Cotel, who won well first up at Cranbourne, was slow to begin, was able to hunt up and hold a spot behind the leader, got the split, won well as a pretty short price favourite. Uh, probably didn't 
didn't wow me a hell of a lot. So I would think that it's a little bit under the odds here around the 260 to 80 mark. And I thought there was a bit of value around it, particularly number two, no way ever from the Kieran Maher and David Eustace camp. Uh, this horse has a super first up record. Uh, she's two out of two. Her two runs down the straight have seen her win one of them dominantly, and in the other one, she was only beaten two lengths behind Passive Aggressive. Uh, that's pretty good form for a race like this. She's jumped out quite nicely. Gate one can be a little bit tricky down the straight, but uh, Matt Cartwright can, can negotiate that. I thought around the $10 mark, uh, she looks a pretty good bet here in race two. Uh, can also have something on a couple of other runners, also around that $10 mark. All About Ease come back really well this time. She seems to be enjoying having her race of space. She won well first up at Ballarat. Had a month's break into the second up run at Ballarat. One well there is another month between runs almost into this race here. So she looks to have come back really well. She's been really strong through the line in both wins. Fancy this straight track might suit her her pattern and style, uh, even though she has had a couple of runs here before and failed. But I think she comes here in better form this time around and uh, I think she'll run well. Uh, another one down the bottom is number 11, Star Lee. And Again, I feel like I feel like that Peter Snowden comment a few weeks ago with my whisper. I've got a feeling that the first light racing team target this meeting a little bit at Flemington. I just I've got a thing in the back of my mind over the years that they've uh, they've had a couple of winners on this day. And number uh, number eleven Star Lee was down to win a very winnable race at Kitten on Thursday. I reckon they saw the acceptances for this race and thought, this is an overly strong. Uh, they've engaged Dolly. It's a late engagement. She hasn't made winning a regular habit, but gee, she chased home a smart one last start at Sandown in Vermentino, who we saw win again uh, this Wednesday. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this mare runs well here. She's also around that $10 mark, comes into the race with plenty of fitness on side. Wasn't far off all about ease three starts ago, so I don't think there's a hell of a lot between them. Uh, yeah, pretty keen to take on the favourite. Uh, all About Eve, the one I'm... Um, sorry, not All About Eve. No Way Ever, the one I'm most keen on. Uh, first up from the spell, I think around the $10 mark, she'll give you a great sign. Can also have something on All About Eve and Starleet. Right, so value hunting there in the second. Let's go down to race number six on the program here, the JRA Trophy. It's on a listed race. It's over the 2,600 metres. Yeah, I mean, per cent aside, I'm not sure this is the strongest listed race going around. Uh, look, it's the easiest race per cent has contested for some time, but uh, gee, I'm busy. There's a one for a while now. I don't know if I could come into him. I think it looks a nice race for Nobel Heights. He's got better at each and every run this time in. Uh, he's particularly adept on dry ground, and he gets those conditions. He'll get those conditions here on uh, Saturday. Clear at the top of the straight in the Packingham Cup. He looked the winner and it took an airborne one in Kissinger to run him down. Uh, just think he probably doesn't meet a horse in that sort of form here. Uh, he maps to get a good run up on speed. Uh, everywhere I looked at the race, I just thought he looked really well primed for your Nobel Heights. I think he gets a great opportunity to break through. I think he'll be the hardest to beat. in the race, <clears throat> pardon me, is number seven, Winifer. Uh, now, this horse hasn't done a lot of her two runs here in Victoria from the Nick Ryan camp. She got through the line okay first up at Geelong. A bit of a funny run at Benalla. She was a long way back. She was written very quietly. She got to the outside part of the track and got through the line quite nicely. She finally gets up to a distance that suits. Uh, she sets up over the longer trip. She also gets onto dry ground, which uh, she wasn't on at Benalla. 
Uh, she had a couple of jump outs since that Benalla run. Nick Ryan, home track. He's another one that wouldn't surprise me if he set a few up here to pay for a few Christmas parties and whatnot on uh, at this meeting. Uh, we know that stable can be pretty lethal when the money's on. Uh, I think this horse is a bit. I think this horse can run a bit of a race, and you're getting around thirty to forty dollars to find out. So I think you can have something on her. Uh, pretty keen Nobel highs. So I think he's clearly the one to beat, but. Uh, for those uh, playing roughies, I definitely think you can have something on number seven, Winifer. That's your thoughts on the sixth. We go down to race eight, the Tab Trophy. This one's over the 1,400 metres. Yeah, and a couple of horses that were on last start meet again here in Umgala and Corner Pocket. Both were first up at Pakenham. Both were very good. Umgala was able to run down uh, Corner Pocket. Uh, both had pretty nice runs off the speed. Uh, slight little weight advantage here for Corner Pocket. I think the key with Corner Pocket here is getting up to the 1,400 metres. Uh, certainly suits him better. He just didn't have the turn of foot that Umgawa had there at Pakenham. And uh, I thought on the line he was still kicking on strongly. I think in a good, genuinely run 1,400 metres here with the run under his belt, I think Corner Pocket's going to be pretty hard to get past. Uh, he draws wide. Not too concerned about that. I think he matched to come across and probably sit outside a horse like Morvada. Uh, he's going to be in front of Umgawa in the run. Uh, and I think just with that little weight turnaround, the step up to 1,400 metres, there's just a couple of little things that I think favour him more. And there's enough there to suggest that he can turn the tables on Umgawa. So happy to be with Corner Pocket. A couple of big odds in the race that you can save on. Uh, number six, Edison. Again, the Nick Ryan theory. Uh, this horse has an excellent third up record. If you go back through his preparations, first and second up typically pretty haphazard, you know, ho-hum sort of runs. He then elevates third up, last campaign third up. He was heavily backed and won, uh, heavily backed in from big odds and won. Uh, he's had, you know, he hasn't been written with much intent so far this prep, particularly last start at Fenel- um, at Pakenham. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they ride him with a bit more intent here and around the 20 to $30 mark can see him improving sharply. Mr. Exclusive is another one that has also raced well in recent times. He nearly got up for us at big odds over the carnival. Uh, when he was just picked by Visanari, I think, for memory. Uh, he's had a freshen up since then. Uh, he's jumped out quite well. He's gone up around the $20 mark down on the minimum weight. Wouldn't be surprised if he ran a race. So, deep race. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Umgawa, Nicolini, Vito, Poland. Uh, we did touch on Morvada. But, yeah, there's a definitely... This is a good race for this time of year. Uh, corner pocket, the one to beat for mine, but can definitely have something on Edison and Mr. Exclusive at Big Odds. We go to the lucky last. It's a benchmark 70. Penfold's handicap, 1,400 metres is the trip. What are we on in the get-out? Well, hopefully we're taking well, hopefully, yeah. Penfold's yeah. after the last <laughs> and a big day. Uh, hopefully it's the top-up. That's just called the lucky yeah. last, the top-up, not the get-out. Exactly. Uh, number two, he's exceptional, was exceptional at Wodonga last start on Cup Day. That was just a dominant win. He set just off the speed. He powered away late. It was a very, very impressive win. He won with a fair bit in hand. I think the key with him is dry ground. I think his best runs have all been on dry ground. Uh, that win was just dominant. I think he can go on with it now. I think that might have been a bit of a confidence booster for him. He maps to sit just off the speed. Uh, if he can reproduce something similar to what he did at Wodonga, I think he's going to be hard to hold out here. So around the 6 to $7 mark, thought he could run really well. And I thought the horse at double figures that... Uh, was quite keen on in the race as well, was number nine, Nabu Star. So this is a former, I think he started his career in Australia, then went to Hong Kong, 
is now with the Hayes camp. Uh, for the first time since returning to Australia, he gets onto dry ground. So first up, last preparation, he was very good against the pattern behind Do You Reckon at Sandown. He then ran well again at Sandown on a heavy track, failed at Flemington on a heavy track before running third behind St. Bathans on Caulfield Cup Day, I believe that was. Uh, they're pretty, that's pretty good form, I think, for a race at this time of year. His recent jump out was very sharp, and I just like the fact that he gets onto dry ground. He's got a low draw here for Mickey D. I think I saw someone on Twitter post something about Mickey D and the Hayes team having a really good combination, uh, really good strike weight rate when they combine. Uh, Nabu Star's gone up around the 12 to $15 mark here, and I think he'll give you a great sight in the last. So backing him and number two, he's exceptional. All right, so recapping with race two, number two, No Way Ever. We can save on four, All About Even, 11, Star Lee. Race six, number three, Nobel Height, to the on top of save, or the rookie to include in that race is seven, Winifer. Race eight, the on topper is the one corner pocket, but also uh, include whatever you do, the six, Edison, and 12, Mr. Exclusive. And then the lucky last, race nine, it's number two, he's exceptional. And also we can save on the nine there, which is Naboo Star. What's the uh, what is the best bet on the program? Yeah, I think it's an ideal race for Nobel Heights. I think he gets his opportunity to break through this campaign. So we'll make him the best race six number three, Nobel Heights. But whatever you do, I'll suggest you definitely have something on race nine number nine, Nabu Star. I think he's going to give, run a really good race around the twelve to fifteen dollar mark. Okay, so what way are we playing the last? Did I get that right? Is the two on top or? I'd be equal stake. I'd be backing them to win yeah, the same right. amount. He's exceptional in Nabu Star. Uh, he's, he's going to run well, Nabu Star. All right, so two horse play will make it. However they work out. What's that? Dutch bet. Yeah. So that's cool? Dutchy Holland for those that uh, followed Hawthorne through the late <laughs> 90s and early 2000, the big Dutchman. Love the wet day at Waverley, big Dutchy Holland. But the big anyway, we digress. <laughs> Two-horse play or Dutchie Holland, whatever you want to do in the last with the two and the nine of equal staking, or but uh, but keen to play both of those in the lucky last. And the best bet there is race six, number three, no bell heights. Now, as I mentioned, puntingbaron.com.au. Christmas time just around the corner. If you're looking for uh, the ideal gift for someone who likes to have a bet, well, a subscription to the Punting Baron might be the answer to your last-minute Christmas present if you haven't thought of it already. Exactly right. You can set yourself up for a big 2023 on the punt. Uh, subscriptions start from just $6 a week. Or you can sign up for the whole year for just $159.95, which works out to be around $3 a week. Uh, we had a, we had a really good year. Uh, we had a great run through the middle part of the year through March to August. Uh, we've uh, been treading water a bit lately, but hopefully uh, we can get on a bit of a roll over the Christmas period. There's, ra- there's racing right through the Christmas period. I know Coffs have a couple of big meetings up there, which we'll be betting at, uh, including their big peak silks race day. We've got the Boxing Day races. We've got New Year's Day racing. We've got this really good meeting on Saturday at, uh, at Flemington. So there's plenty happening. Uh, so there'll be plenty of content and plenty of betting, uh, hopefully plenty of winners. So you can go to punningbaron.com.au and check all that out. Yep, that's the website. Jump on there, have a look. Uh, highly recommend it, whichever way you like to bet, or it doesn't matter the amount that you like to bet, but again, very, very affordable. And, and as Shane said, it's been a very, very good year for the followers of the Punting Baron. So hopefully that certainly continues, and sure it will, and then hopefully it is this weekend also. So there we go. So that's our thoughts on the meeting at Flemington. All right, so hopefully a few winners there for the punters. Shane, as always, thanks for joining us on the show. You have a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk next week. No worries, James. Have a good one, mate. Cheers.
You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. 